Hey everybody, you are listening to the Accelerate Performance Lab podcast, hosted by Accelerate's Director of Experimental Science and Social Media Manager, Riley Witt. You are about to hear from some of the world's leading experts in sports performance and human optimization. From elite scientists to world-class coaches, this is the place to be to accelerate your performance. So, as always, sit back, buckle up, enjoy the ride. Here we go. Welcome back to another episode of the Accelerate Performance Lab podcast. I'm your host, Riley Witt, and today I have the honor of exploring the unparalleled legacy of a true Iowa high school running legend. Some may say the queen of Iowa, Peyton Noe. Peyton Noe is a name that resonates throughout the running community, and for good reason. With an astonishing array of achievements, she has firmly established herself as one of not only Iowa, but the nation's most outstanding high school runners. She recently just ran a mile in astonishing 4 minutes and 43 seconds, coming within seconds of the all-time Iowa record. In that very race, her 1,500-meter split set the all-time Iowa record that was previously set by Shelby Houlihan herself. But her accomplishments don't stop there. With a 10th-place finish at NXN and an impressive 3rd-place finish at Champs Sports Nationals in cross-country, Peyton has proved herself time and time again that she possesses the tenacity and grit required to compete at the highest level. Her collection of five state titles and two Drake titles only further solidifies her status as one of the greats. Peyton Noe's phenomenal achievements have sparked discussions among experts and fans alike as they place her name among the best to ever grace Iowa's rich running history. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Peyton Noe. Just recently posted on the the Instagram poll or whatever, like just asking the audience what they wanted to hear from, who they wanted to hear from, and what like topics they wanted to discuss. And above everything else, your name popped up the most. So, so I was like, well, we we got to get her on the show. A lot of people wanted to uh, wanted to hear from you, wanted to hear your journey a little bit. So starting out, a lot of people just see you running these incredible times at the moment and just like blowing away the field. But we don't really think you weren't always just destroying everybody. You you two started out someday and you two had a three mile run. That was the hardest run of your life at some point. Take us all the way back. How did you get into running? I would say I first started running in eighth grade cross country. And that was because I was a basketball player. And a lot of the other girls who played basketball had done cross country. So my mom was like, you should probably do it. Um, it'd be good for you. Uh, so I started doing it. And um, I don't know if I enjoyed it right away. Well, I'll just say I was, I was okay at it. So I kept with it um, and did it through high school. And then I would say I actually started taking it seriously after my, I would say my sophomore year cross country season. After that, then that's when I started actually wanting to um, focus more on that instead of basketball and um, just see what I could do in it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know just until recently that you had a a twin. You have a twin sister and she still plays. I do. Yeah. She still plays basketball. (laughs) Um, So she never got the running bug like you did. No, so no one in my family um is has been a runner actually. So I guess I'm the first person to do it and so it's kind of new to us, but um my sister just no 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 running for her. She's not does not interest her at all. She's definitely um more of a basketball player and she stayed with it. Um and I chose to go a different route with running, but 
Yeah. And, and we're glad you did. Cause you, you found something that you you're obviously passionate about and, and you got You got a knack. For yeah. It for <laughs> you said sophomore year is when you really cranked up the dial a little bit. I know your teammates with Shawai Johnson and she was clearly a very good runner. Um, what impact did she have on your running journey? Did she um, show what is like a possibility in the sport? And did she help you out a little bit? It's funny because her first uh, cross country season was seventh grade. And she just, she would tell me all the time that she was terrible. And she walked every race and probably got last in every race. But then next year, eighth grade year, um, she was actually like really good all of a sudden. And so we kind of ran together. Um, but still she would always beat me, but it was kind of going into, um, freshman year. We were both wanting to make varsity. And I think we definitely pushed each other a ton. And I think that, um, definitely, she definitely helped me improve a lot because we were always competing with each other, even at practice or in races and stuff. So I definitely think she helped me there. And then sophomore year, we still would train together and stuff. And it definitely helps, definitely helps when there's a person there, um, helps you get better over time and, um, definitely helped me just want to keep going and keep being competitive throughout the sport. Yeah. You had that awesome training partner until you didn't. When she, when she left, she went to Texas, I believe. How did you transition from having somebody to run with just that change from not having anybody anymore? Um, you just have to solo run like tempo runs and threshold runs. I mean, those aren't easy runs to do solo. How did you, how did you go about that? Yeah. So it's definitely hard. Um, junior year was definitely a little bit hard to figure it out, how to train by yourself and push yourself by, um, when there's no one else with you. Um, I think definitely this year it's a little bit easier just cause I've been doing it for a while. But then, yeah, there's sometimes where I'll make my mom come bike with me, definitely on the harder tempo runs or um, longer intervals. I just need someone there just to not, again, be by yourself. Sometimes I'll just switch up where I go, and that helps keeping it interesting. And um, But, yeah, it's definitely been a process learning how to do it by yourself, but and I'm definitely glad next year that it won't be like that. Um, I'll have a lot more people to train with, so I'm excited for that. We might be jumping ahead of ourselves a little bit, but... Next year, you you are going to have some teammates that that are going to be pushing you once again. What are you looking forward to most when you when you head off to college? Yeah, so um, I chose uh, the University of Arkansas just because I had a visit there and I loved the team. Obviously, loved Fayetteville itself. That's important. Um, but I also knew they had a lot of past success and um, a lot of athletes that went on to do um, better things even after college. So that I knew that. Um, that was on their mind to help not only improve during the college years, but also after. And then also, I just knew that there were a ton of girls that were really good. And I knew that if I went there, um, I would definitely be pushed. Uh, and that's just kind of exciting because um, it's always just really useful to have girls there that are um, a lot better than you and can push you and um, just make you faster overall. And that's what I think I had. Um, my freshman year of high school with coming in with like the seniors and then Chihuahua, I was always being pushed and that's what really helped me improve. So I think going in again with that is going to just help me even more. So is that what you're looking forward to most is just having people to train with? I think so. Honestly, I think um, also just having just the new environment, changing it up, um, I think will be really fun. And yeah, just having um, more training partners is always benefit. Yeah. 
Certainly. I can attest to coming from a small school, like I said, and then <laughs> it's just such a big difference when you head off to college and have lots of athletes that are talented and, and also driven and they want to work. Talking about the the motivation piece, have you always had that? Um, you said sophomore years when you changed. Um, is that when you were like, well, I know I can do good at this sport. Maybe I should put a little bit more effort into it. Is that what kind of motivated you or how has your mentality changed throughout the years? In- yeah, I think I've always been competitive. Um, it just changed from being competitive in basketball. I always wanted to maybe go to college in that. And then I realized when I wasn't actually that great at that sport and I was better at running, I was like, okay, maybe I could switch it to this. And once I um, actually began to really enjoy the sport and fall in love with it, I'm like, okay, I can see myself doing this in the future. And that would definitely became a motivator just to see um, – not only how I can prove, but how I can maybe go to go on to college and keep doing it. That's always a big motivating factor. And then it also helps that you just enjoy the sport. Definitely. What is it for you that makes you enjoy the sport? I know running is one of those things where it's like uh, kind of love, hate, or either you hate it and now you love it. What is it about it? Is it just the success, just the winning that you like about the sport? Or, or what else is it that that keeps you kind of coming back and enjoying the sport a little bit? It's hard to only have it based on success because you don't always have that success. Um, so definitely just focusing on like how on myself and how I'm improving is definitely um, a way I just love it. It's just kind of competing with others, but also competing with yourself and um, seeing how you can improve is really awesome. And even though I have days where I'm like, I did not really enjoy running or I don't really want to run today. Um, there's more days than not where I'm excited to get out there, excited to see what I can do. And um, also just like the community, I feel like for running is so different and it just really makes you love the sport um, even more. It's so reassuring to hear you say that (laughs) arguably one of the best, or if not the best Iowa high school girl, like has those days where she doesn't want to (laughs) run. If you were to give somebody some advice in regards to not always enjoying what you're doing, what would you say? Um, I think the big one that a lot of people always say, but is is really true, is that um, it's more about being consistent. You're not always going to be motivated, I guess, but um, just going in and getting through the day, if you don't really feel like it, just being consistent and getting it done, um, you feel better afterwards. And it's definitely that feeling of satisfaction after you get it done. It's like, also makes you really enjoy this sport because it's something that you can be proud of when you put in um, all the work that you do. Is there anything you tell yourself when you see a daunting workout, maybe that Ben posts or whatever, you're like, <laughs> oh, mile repeats are again, or oh, long tempo. Like, is there, is there anything you, you use to get through those days? Um, yeah, I definitely have those days where he gives you the workout and you're like, wow, what? I've never done this before. (laughs) But I kind of just tell myself that some days where it's like, it seems like I could never do that workout. I tell myself, at least I just try it. Just try even if you fail. I'm proud of myself for even going out and trying to do it. Um, Because that's all you can do really is just go out and give your best effort and whatever happens happens. So even on those days, I just go out there, see what happens. And, um, Hey, if you don't do it, well, he probably gave you a really hard workout for a reason. So, yeah. Is there one workout in particular that you can remember? You're like, yep, this is one of those workouts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
the long tempo runs. I sometimes when he first started really bumping up the long tempo runs, I was like, how am I going to hold this pace for that many miles? I was, I think the longest I've done is like eight or nine miles of tempo. And it's just like ridiculous. But at the end of it, you're like, oh, okay, maybe I can do it. And it's again, afterwards, you're like, after that, it's definitely a confidence boost going into um, whatever season you're training for. So do you remember what you averaged for the nine miles? Um, I think it was last winter and I averaged like 550 for the nine miles, but yeah, it was, it was fun afterwards. It was kind of tough, but it was fun. Yeah. Are there any workouts in particular? I know we had this question come across Instagram that you particularly hate. Is it the tempo runs or is there something else you're like, Oh, I'd rather not do that. I like tempo runs in the winter in the summer when you have tempo runs, those are just, those are brutal. I don't know why it's just a lot harder. Um, so those probably my least favorite in the summer. Other than that, I don't think there's any in particular that I really hate. <laughs> Do you look forward to a specific workout with it's a long run or hills or something like that? Oh, I definitely think long run. Long runs just, if you can get it in the morning and you just have a nice long run, it's afterwards just great start to your day that's what I think oh yeah do you listen to music um it depends how I feel I guess on the day some days I'm like I really just don't want to have to carry my phone or whatever and I'm just open to running without anything some days I'm like I definitely need my phone today it's one of those days (laughs) where I just need a distraction but lately it's been um without the phone without the phone most often yeah yeah another question that popped up a lot was was in regards to music again, do you listen to music before you race or is it just not at all? I'd rather like focus myself. Yeah. I'm not like a huge, like music person in general. So I just don't really listen to anything before a race and I'll just kind of focus, maybe think about like race strategy or what I need to do and just, um, kind of, yeah, get in the zone. Are there any other superstitions or things you do before the race that that might not actually play a role, but you think you think they do? Probably day of. It's just whatever I'm feeling. Sometimes um, during like cross country season this past year, I would always take an ice bath before like big races the day before. And, you know, it, a lot of science says some say they work, some say they don't. But even if it's just the placebo, I, I think it's kind of nice to do the day before. Yeah, I I think anything that makes you feel good mentally and physically, like why not do it? Even if there is not much science behind it, I'm willing to take any type of placebo if it actually works. Like I I see why, (laughs) why not? (laughs) But what is your your pre-race ritual other than in an ice bath and and no music? I don't really know if I have a pre-race ritual. It's more of just the day of the race, just staying kind of relaxed. I don't really like to think too much about the race. Um, just cause I'll overthink and just tire myself out with thinking about it. So, um, just kind of stay relaxed. And then once it actually gets time to warm up, then start getting uh focused for that. Other than that, just the night before, maybe getting, um, a good meal in just like basic pasta or rice or whatever with some protein. Um, I'm one of those weird people who has to feel pretty satisfied, I guess, before I run just because an empty stomach makes me feel like I'm so tired. So um, I make sure that I have a pretty good uh, snack before my race 
probably like an hour out, I'll have something that's quick digesting and sits well that I know sits well. And um, I definitely think that helps me personally before the race. Yeah. Okay. Switching gears a little bit. Let's go back to the season. Walk us through your, your 2023 season. Let's start at cross. You had a pretty good cross season. Were you feeling good? How was your summer training leading up to that? You were like, okay, I know this is really going to be good. If I stay injury-free, I stay healthy. I know the training's going well. I know my fitness is there. I just have to execute. I guess just walk us through summer of 2022 and the cross season after that. Yeah, going into that summer, my junior year cross was not exactly what I wanted it to be. And so I was really looking forward to senior year because I knew... Yeah, like I like you said, with the summer training, I was feeling really good. I was feeling really fit, way better than I was the year before. So I knew that I could do um pretty good things going into the senior year. And that was definitely a big motivating factor. The first race of the year went out and ran really well. So I was just excited for the rest of the season to see what I could do. And I think, yeah, we had that time trial with Accelerate that you paced me at. Um and that was a really good confidence booster. It was on the track going into the year because Ben was pretty happy with it and I was really happy with it. So just keep building off of that. It was definitely really nice. Do you remember what you ran in that time trial? I think it was like 1650, like somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Ben was like, yeah, you want to pace this? I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I could do this, but <laughs> no, I, I was just coming off of a break, I think. And you had tested that day yeah, too, right? And then I tested. So that was my <laughs> double. And I was like, well, okay, let's do this. And and I, I think I did okay. I think I did good enough. But uh, that was preseason. We had that time trial. You, you ran really well, confidence boost going into the season. And then postseason, Let's talk about that a little bit. You you did very well postseason. You you turned it on um, when it really mattered. Start with start with state and then kind of work through that way with the two national meets that you ended up running. Yeah, state I was super excited for because we had run on the state course during at the Fort Dodge meet uh, previously, and I was not really feeling great that day. And then I ended up running like my PR that season, so I was really happy with that. And I knew that come state. If I was feeling really good, I'd be able to maybe shoot for that sub 17, which was like my big overall goal for that season. Um, And so going into that day, I was really excited. The weather was really nice. And I knew if everything went well, that I would be set up to um, hopefully run a really fast time. Just the atmosphere and stuff of that race was crazy. And that really helped. And then crossing the line and knowing that I actually did it and ran 1648, it was really, really awesome. Um, Definitely. Another little confidence booster going into the out the national races um postseason, but overall I was just really happy with that race. And then we went on to Nike Regionals where I placed second and was going to Nike Nationals. And then I also decided to do Champs Nationals too, just because I knew it would be a lot, but at the same time it was my senior year and I had never really done those races before. And so I just really wanted to see if I could qualify for both of them and um see what I could do at both of them because not only are they like really good races and competitive, but it's also just awesome experience to have. So I was able to qualify for both of the nationals, the Nike and the champs. Um, And then I ended up placing 10th at Nike nationals and then third at champs. Yeah. uh, She, she's being very humble with what what she's saying right (laughs) now. She set a all time state record in cross went on to race multiple more times, which if you don't know running, it's very difficult to come back from a state meet 
um, emotionally and physically, and then run even faster after that. Um, she did set her PR at the state meet, yet it's not all about its cross. We can't really look at times all the time. She went on to get 10th at the most prestigious national meet and then and then third at a, with a very close race, I believe. I think it was only a couple seconds that just happened in the last K or whatever of the race. But very, very impressive performances at both national meets, not even putting in the factor of you were racing a lot. And that's very hard to come back from. But I agree with your your decision there. I think what do you have to lose? You're going to take a break after the cross season anyways. Why not go for it, especially your senior year? You're not really going to get another opportunity for it. But mm-hmm. qualifying for NXN, that's that's a big deal. And then for the next national meet also. But NXN, we see videos online. <laughs> What's that like? Um, I know the atmosphere there is, is pretty special. How would you describe it? Um. Yeah, it was it was an awesome experience. I think they make it a really, really cool event. It's, um, you get a lot of stuff. You got a lot of merch, and then it's just the hotel. The way they set it up, it's just crazy. It's you. I go there, and I'm like, wow. It's a little a little overwhelming. But then once you settle in, you have a lot of days to settle in. You get to meet new people, which is really fun. And then just get prepared for a big national race, which was a really cool opportunity and a really good race just experience. Again, it's really competitive. You don't get races like that a lot during your high school career. So it was definitely a really great learning experience, especially going into the next national race. I was definitely knew I could do a little bit better. And so that really helped again, going into that to be more competitive there. Which, which one was your favorite? I mean, sure, you placed higher at one, but which one was your <laughs> one? Oh, it's hard because NXN is um, also team. So there's a lot more people there. Champs is only the 40 individuals. So again, it's a lot smaller. You get, I think you get to meet more people. Um, it's hard because NXN definitely afterwards, it was more of a party. It was like a big celebration. And then Champs was a little bit against on the smaller scale. But I think I just... I enjoyed Champs a little bit more, and I enjoyed the location, I think, a little bit more, too, and it was really nice, and the race day was perfect, too, and again, yeah, I finished a little bit better there, so that makes it a little bit, you like it a little bit more, but they're both awesome and great opportunities, yeah. Coming off of cross-country season, uh, you finished very well in all your postseason races. Did you immediately take a break, or did you stretch out your fitness and and run a couple track 5Ks? What did you do after cross? I immediately just took a break. Again, we had been racing a lot. So I think it was just at that moment, I was like, okay, I'm ready to take a little break um, before gearing up for track season. You ran a couple meets indoors. I remember watching you race a couple times. How did the indoor season go? I know it's really tough after a very good season. You, you want a break, you take that break. And then it's it's a little bit challenging, both mentally and physically, to come back to where you actually were fitness-wise. And you're an incredibly aerobic runner. And for high school track, there just isn't too many races that are just geared towards people like you. Um, how, did you how did you transition from cross to indoor season? Indoor season, I had some good races, but those were mostly in the 3K where I had the good times and like you said more aerobic and then I would go down to my first few mile races were a little rough I was like whoa this is fast um so that definitely took a lot of getting used to and even like when I started outdoor season with high school I have to do some 800s at some track meets and that the first few of those were again a little rough pretty much a full out sprint for me so um I was just 
getting used to those is definitely always tough. But then once I did, like towards the end of the season, um, they got a lot better and I got more used to it, worked up that speed a little bit more and it was um, a lot better, definitely. It's quite a tricky situation to navigate a runner like you, super aerobic. We don't want to just crank the VLA too much and then just ruin your cross country season. And you kind of, it's just a tricky way of of going about that, in, at least in high school, because I'm sure in college you'll be running a lot of 5Ks, maybe some 10Ks on the track. So really you're training for the same distance year round, but in high school, you don't have that luxury. It is quite difficult and a challenge that not everyone has to deal with. I think you really dealed with it pretty pretty nicely. But going into outdoor season now, we, we just finished your cross and your indoor season. They both went very well. You just have to transition a little bit to more speed outdoor season, you stayed a little bit more low profile until I guess Drake and then state. I'm guessing that was pretty intentional. Walk us through the outdoor season. I was talking to my high school coach at the beginning of the season and I just knew last year was kind of hard because I would go into each meet and I'd be running all the distance events and that meet and it's just that's a lot and so I knew this year I wanted to switch things up and just make it more fun, fun overall. We had like a lot of just small meets that we were at and so I knew it's not going to work every time to run the 3000 and just go out there and run it every time. So I started with some 800 at some me and just like four by eight, just making things fun, getting into some relays and doing that stuff. And then, yeah, as you said, finally, once we got to like Drake, I finally started doing some actual 3000 and 1500 work. I liked it better just because it gave me a little bit of break. I wasn't burning myself out too quickly um, on the distance races. And again, like I said, just having a little bit more fun with it. And you knew that you were probably going to do some postseason races. And it's very difficult <laughs> to, especially if you run an indoor season, to stretch that season out so long and have a good postseason. If you're racing, like you said, two, three, four events every every race, um, I'm pretty familiar to what that that feels like. And it's not, it's not great uh, for the <laughs> longevity of your season at all. But at Drake Relays, you had an incredible meet. Um, walk us through what you were feeling going into that race and just the races that that unfolded. Yeah, so I ran the 3,000 and going into that, um, I felt pretty good. I felt pretty fit. And I was trying to go for maybe that 3,000 record. Wasn't sure how it would end up just because that, again, I hadn't ran too many 3,000s that year. So I was just kind of seeing where I was at. And it was definitely a competitive race. A lot of good girls in that. So that was exciting. And I finished with a 9.28, which I was really happy with. It was a PR. And even though I hadn't gotten that record, I was still really happy with where I was at at the moment. And then I also raced the Elite Mile, which was also really cool, just because it's the first time they've done that and bringing people from out of state. So really awesome experience to run at Drake at the night, right after a pro race. And again, another really competitive race. I still was kind of feeling out the 1500 or the mile. That was a mile. I was still feeling it out definitely. But again, it was another good race experience to have and another PR at the time too. So can't be mad about it. Fast forward a couple more weeks. We had the state meet. You were feeling pretty good. I'm sure going into that, you ran all four events. It was 3000, the 15, the four by eight, and then the DMED, the 800 and the DMED. Yes. Yeah, so walk us through that state meet. You decided not to run the open eight and help your team out a little bit and run both relay events. Why'd you decide to do that? 
and then just kind of walk us through that state meet. That year or this year, like running uh, the 800s, I really wasn't hitting quite what, what I wanted to do. And then at that moment, I knew it would be hard for me to even win the open eight, even though it would be a really good race. So I figured why not just um, help my team out. And I just, I enjoy running the relays. It helps other girls get to state too. And so that's really awesome experience for them. I just wanted to help them out, I guess, more. So the relays are the relays. You you did you did what you had to do. Super, super nice of you to help your teammates out. Then you had the 3K first. You took it from the gun. I was sitting right by the start line and was just watching and you, you left no guesses in that race, gun to tape. Was that your plan? I know that's kind of just Peyton Noe's style, just go out from the gun, but walk us through that race. How were you feeling going into it? And was that your game plan just to go out super hard? The days leading up to it, I really wanted to go again for that um, record. On the day of, I was feeling I was feeling okay. Um, the heat was a little bit a little bit hotter than expected, and hot on the track definitely. But my plan was still just to go out and just push the pace the entire way and see what I could do. I think that's just what I liked doing. I knew it would work for me, and I think I might have started off a little too hot, <laughs> but um, and probably paid for it at the end, but. At the same time, I was just happy to come out with the win and the first state win of the week. So, yeah. Now you're you're three events deep moving to Saturday. You have the 1500. Your legs are probably not incredibly fresh. Um, <laughs> revenge tour a little bit. You went off in the 1500. Were you kind of just a little bit frustrated that you didn't, once again, didn't get that 3K record? I mean, you're just like, well, this is my last shot. Let's, let's uh, leave a name on this track. I was excited for the 1500. I wasn't obviously feeling fresh, but I was feeling pretty good that day. Um, The weather was a little bit better and I had yet to win a 1500 state title um, in the past year. So this was my, knew this was my um, shot to do it. And so I just really wanted to go out and I just wanted to leave it all out there. And again, yeah, happy with the time. Um, It was a PR again. So couldn't be mad about that. I was kind of going for the record, but I didn't know the day of. I was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to be fresh enough to get there because it's a obviously a really fast time so I just wanted to um go out and see what I could do and just also kind of just take it in my last race taking the experience and yeah it was definitely awesome coming down that backstretch just the crowd and the stuff when Mike Jay's announcing it's awesome when um they start cheering for you the last lap so it was definitely really fun after that weekend, I'm sure you were pretty excited. I know you didn't take a break because you're gonna do some postseason races and have done some did you celebrate? Did you go out and get some food or something? What's your what's your post-race celebration look like? What did I do? I literally think I went home because we had grad parties that day. And so I went home and I went to some grad parties. That was my that was my celebration. It was really, really fun. But yeah. Postseason races, like I said, you didn't take any time off. You did Festival of Miles. Yes. How did that go for you? And then after that, are you planning on doing another race after that? Yeah, Hoka was really cool, really awesome event. I've done it, I did it the year before, um, and it was definitely a lot tougher to get into this year. There was a lot of good girls. The time uh, to qualify went down a lot. Um, I think the cutoff time was like 4.49, which is crazy, crazy fast. So uh, I knew it was going to be a really fast race, so I was really excited for that because I knew I hadn't yet run what I could potentially run in the mile. So I had a really good race there. Again, just a really fun experience to race against some really fast girls and 
came away with another PR. So I was happy that with that. And then I went and ran the Wisco mile more recently. And that was again with some post collegiate runners and collegiate runners and some other high schoolers. So another fast race wasn't as fast as I wanted it to be, but it was still a good um, experience to race against girls who have competed in other really competitive races. So that was another fun experience. And then I plan on going to Nike this weekend and I'm going to race the 5k and the 3k there as well or the two mile that'll be super exciting I know the 5k and more distance races are kind of your jam so it'll be fun to to see you get back to those distances but going back to Hoka I believe you ran 443 for the full mile which you came through the 1500 do you remember your 1500 split was I think it was like a 423 or 424, somewhere around there. Yes. Which which would have been a PR for you. Yes. Incredible time, which is kind of sad because you won't be able to get another time or shot at a 1500. Mm-hmm, but yeah, I mean, who really cares? You're going off to bigger and better things. But um, what's your <laughs> tactic for the 5K? I'm sure there's lots of competition there. Are you just going out there and hanging back and, and letting it rip the last couple laps or because you really haven't ran any 5Ks this year. So it's going to be kind of an interesting race to to get back into. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, definitely going to probably start out feeling a little bit slower than what I'm used to. Um, but yeah, I think mostly just going in there, um, making sure the first few laps that I'm not too hot on the pace. And then um, depending on the competition, just hanging in for it and just seeing how it kind of all unfolds. It's definitely going to be interesting because I, again, like you said, I haven't raced any 5Ks in a while. So I'm excited for it, though. I think our pretty good race and hopefully, yeah, get another fast time out of it. Switching gears one more time and then we'll wrap this thing up. Going to Arkansas in the fall to run some some cross-country and some outdoor, indoor-outdoor track for them. I'm guessing you're going to be more of a distance girl. Do you know what you're going to be running when you get there? Is it going to be 5K, 10K on the track, and obviously 6Ks in cross? Um, I don't know for sure yet. That would be my guess, but definitely more on the distance side. I know they got a lot of fast girls in like the 1500, so yeah, it'll definitely be um, probably more distance. Yeah. If your college career went as perfect as possible. It was just your ideal season or ideal four years, five years or whatever it is. What could you see yourself accomplishing in those four years? I know it's super hard to to look out that far, but uh, what, are you, what are you looking at? Long-term goals, I guess. Oh man. Um, it's hard to say exactly what my goals are. I feel like once I get into it, I'll know more. Um, but just making some national meets would be awesome um NCA outdoors just wrapped up and then watching that and I know it's extremely difficult to even make it there so just making it there um and competing there would be awesome and then if I could do even better than that that'd be great too but we'll see uh when the time comes you said when you were talking about why you made your college decision looking at Arkansas because not only they're athletes they have there now but the athletes they that went on to do more you were talking about how that was a big deal for you are you looking to after college if the opportunity presents itself to maybe continue your career beyond the four to five years that college gives you yeah I definitely think um I would be interested in doing it but there's so much that can happen between now and um future so just I'll stay present at the moment, but if, if it comes, then um, I would definitely want to pursue that. Yeah. Outside of running, what are your, your career aspirations when you graduate? 
Um, yeah, so I'm going to go to Arkansas to study um, food science and nutrition uh, to become a sports dietitian, hopefully. Um, and it'd be fun to just be the sports dietitian on a college team and help athletes there. I think that'd be just really fun to be immersed in that every day, get to um, help other athletes fuel themselves to reach their highest potential. It's really awesome to stay in the sport when you're so passionate about something and you graduate, you're done running, you got to hang up the spikes. It would be really sad to just leave the sport, especially when you gave so much to it just entirely. So when I, I hear an athlete going into a career path that they're going to stay around the sport, uh, it's really special because they're going to add something to the sport more than just times and PRs. Two questions before we end. I ask these to all the athletes that I interview. First of which being, what's your most memorable race so far in your career? I'm sure you're going to have some some very uh, special races in the future, but as of now, what's your most memorable race? Definitely state cross. That was just, again, like I said, the atmosphere, the fans, um, I felt like almost everybody was cheering for me to hit my goal at the end. So that was just definitely something I will remember forever. And just crossing the finish line, it was, it was experience like none other. So that was definitely my most memorable race. Yeah. Last question. If you were to give one piece of advice to a younger runner that's that's looking up to you. They they just watch your state meet performances and they're like, wow, I want to win by that much. Uh, <laughs> what what information or what piece of knowledge would you give to them as they're just starting out? Like I said before, um, I think consistency is a huge thing in running, but also I think, I guess it goes along with me wanting to become a dietitian. I think fueling yourself correctly is a huge part of running and helps with your success. And then I think um, another big thing is just not comparing yourself to others. I think the sport is really easy to fall down that hole because there's always going to be someone that's faster than you or better than you. So I think I find myself often having to tell myself just to focus on my own journey, focus on what I can do, improving myself first. And then um, the time will come when you will like win some big races or stuff. But just focusing on yourself helps motivate you and you don't want to quit once you see that other people are faster than you. But yeah. <laughs> Running such a, a qualitative sport, it's really easy to just compare yourself because there's quite literally a number beside your name that tells you how good you are. Yeah. There's, there's not really any other high school sport out there where you have a number beside your name to tell you how good you are. There's no outside variables. I've ran this fast in the mile. That's how good I am. No other excuses. So it's so very difficult to not compare yourself to other people. I thought that was cool. That was that was your piece of advice. But if you were to go back and tell yourself, don't compare, that's kind of just easier said than done. Any tips to not compare yourself? It's hard. I don't like using like Strava accounts or any of the things that like, again, like you said, just shows like all the qualitative or like someone does this great workout. And I think some people really benefit from using stuff like that. I don't. I just find myself, again, comparing myself to others. So kind of taking away those aspects is definitely what I've done to help myself. And then again, like I just remind myself constantly that I have to focus on my own journey and what I'm doing, not what someone else is doing, because we're all at different points and you never know what happens in the future. So just making sure that I stay consistent in my own training and stuff um, definitely helps. I like it. I think that's a good point to end on. I really appreciate you coming on the show today. I think the audience will really 
just find value in this conversation to the to our audience. If there's any other questions, shoot them on Instagram and we can maybe have a, a follow-up episode once you win a national title at Arkansas or something. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for coming on the show. We'll we'll talk again soon. Yep. Thanks for having me. Well, there you have it. I hope you found inspiration in Peyton's story. Peyton's legacy serves as a testament to the power, as she would say, consistency and the unwavering belief in one's abilities, unclouded by comparison. I once again extend gratitude to Peyton for sharing her journey with us, providing us with valuable insights into her mindset, training, and the challenges she has overcome. Her journey is a shining example of what can be achieved when passion meets hard work. As I conclude this episode, I'd like to encourage you guys to leave a positive review on iTunes or Spotify, subscribe, and stay tuned for more compelling stories in the world of running. Until next time, thanks for listening to the Accelerate Performance App Podcast.